Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hey. Hi. On today's show, we will talk with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed about the Halo TV series, Starfield, and PAX East. Vicky will talk about her favorite thing, pirates. Yeah. In Our Flag Means Death. And then, of course, we'll keep it around with Vicky with the Geek Sheet. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, on the Odyssey app. So many ways to get a hold of us. And if you don't know how to spell that Odyssey, it's A-U-D-A-C-Y, because it's a whole conglomeration of like eight different words that come together to make it. I don't know how it works. I just know that it's Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, Let's get right with our guest, because like I said on Friday, we needed to push Gareth back here to Monday. But it doesn't mean that there's not a dearth of information, because there is. I think that's the right word. I don't know. We've got a lot of information, though, with Mr. Gareth right now. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed In Review. That is SKNR.net, a great place to find out a lot of information, because Gareth is on the pulse of all that nerdy stuff we love. And one of the big things is the Halo TV series, and you've had a chance to uh, check it out, haven't you? Yeah, I got to see the first two episodes uh, ahead of time as part of uh, South by Southwest and promotion for it. And I, I got to say, I, I went into it kind of, uh, I've always been kind of uh, borderline indifferent to the series. I you know played the first two on PC. I played Halo Infinite and I poked around with some of the other ones on console. And you know, for me, while it's fun and all that, I feel... It's kind of the argument some people make about various franchises and that it's essentially the same thing all every game, just with slight variations to, um, you know, the maps and stuff like that. And, you know, that being said, I I liked the new game, got through it. But, you know, once I finished the campaign, there wasn't enough. The multiplayer and all the other stuff didn't keep me around. So I was kind of indifferent to the series. I was a little indifferent, uh, especially with it. It has no real star power outside of Natasha Michaelhorn from um, Californication. You know, I didn't really recognize any of the names that were in it. And so the thing starts off and, you know, there's this colony and you see a, a very diverse cast. And, you know, in my mind, I'm saying, okay, this is for this market. This is for the European market, so on and so forth. You kind of, you know, let's see where they're going with this. And I did recognize one person from, um, you know, a couple other film franchises and so on. And then all of a sudden, uh, the bad guys arrive. First person gets shot, blown to pieces, oh. and you see uh, you see basically a flaming body and bloody stumps. Another one goes up Whoa. in a huge flat, and I'm like, heads exploding, and you're like, yeah, this is not going to be a children's adventure. <laughs> Jeez, okay, <laughs> and, welcome you know, to the series. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. And they get, you know, they get into the camp, and they're just mowing these people down brutally, children, everything like that. And I'm like, all right. And then, of course, the Spartans arrive, and it goes into overdrive, and you're like, okay, I think I see where we're going here. So, you know, as the storyline unfolds, the, the effects were decent, and the action was uh, much more adult-rated than I expected. And so, you know, I, I kind of think in some ways, I, I know this is probably a, 
a more PG version of it, but think about when they reimagined Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. how there was uh, sexuality, there was uh, more uh, mature concepts, a little more graphic violence and stuff like that. Not it, not to this level, of course, but it certainly let everyone know off this right at the start. This is not your campy 1970s Battlestar Galactica. And in a sense, that's what they've done with this. They've gone into it and said, you know, this is a mature telling of this. Um, you know, a, a really good example, and it's funny because one of the production companies behind it is Showtime. If you think back to the original Stargate series, when they did the original uh, season or so on Showtime, people forget that the very first episode had graphic frontal nudity had violence and stuff like that but as it went on and got to tv and stuff it obviously became more appropriate and tonal and that's kind of what you're looking at here is that they're starting it off very clearly from the two episodes in that we're not going to be all about adult content but we're not afraid to put it in there when it uh is warranted and so it's, you know, that's, that's my take. I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw and I'm curious to see where they go. Um, you know, some people are going to be upset. Master chief takes his helmet off. You see his face. He talks out, you know, with the helmet off that sort of thing. But I also understand that, you know, this, this was the whole judge dread issue. Stallone oh, wanted yeah. to keep the Stallone wanted to keep the helmet on the suits that absolutely not. Carl Urban was able to keep the helmet on, but you know, that, that's how it goes. So uh, definitely check it out. It's going to be out on Paramount Plus, and I think it's uh, worth looking into. That's awesome. Like, actually, that like really got me stoked for it because just when you're talking about, it, I was like, yeah, is it going to be some sort of you know like you know for kids sort of thing? And I just like realized like it's such like the game's been out for decades, literally. So the audience is going to be older, obviously younger. You know, younger audiences have been playing the games as well. But I love just the fact that they're doing that. So it, I'll be really stoked for that. Moving on to the video game side of stuff, Bethesda is coming out with Starfield, and they have there has been a video release, but I'm not really sure if they actually have any gameplay in it or what they're really showing off, because I, I was yeah. really confused with it. I think that's the whole point. It's a case of that we're getting to see more and more of it, but we're not getting to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... And that's where everyone is now. So we're we're kind of in that. We know it's coming. It's going to be on the uh, Xbox Game Pass day one. So that nice. is something everyone's real excited about. Uh, you know, everything we understand right now is it's just going to be PC and Xbox to begin with. Um, we know that it's going to be this big open world concept and that you can kind of go where you want, do what you want. It's not going to be as linear as other games. You know, the popular perception, and we've talked about this, is people say, oh, it's Elder Scrolls in space. And they're, (laughs) you know, trying to push back from that, saying that's not really an accurate description. You know, the fact that it is a single-person open-world RPG is accurate, but, you know, don't think it's just a reskinning of of Elder Scrolls. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And if there's something other than a dragon, you know, a a spaced-out dragon or something (laughs) flying around, then then we can wonder. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting. And I, I think what we're going to be seeing, and this is such a tricky thing, because 
all the things about it. You know, there are people saying it's coming out this year. It's coming out this year. That's why they're pushing it so hard. And you're like, well, you know, we don't necessarily know that. We've had some games that we all thought were coming out this year, and then we've been told it's coming early next year, mm-hmm. uh, so on and so so on. And you have to sit there and take it with a grain of salt because, you know, traditionally this is what I would say. I would look at it and say, all right, well, E3 is coming in June. Bethesda will have their showcase. That's probably when we're going to get a really good look at it and get a more definitive time frame. Because remember, this is the company that kept Fallout 4 completely under wraps. Nobody had any clue that it was even a possibility. Dropped the trailer in June and said it'll be out in November. And sure enough, it was. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I mean, and that was amazing the fact that they could keep that under wraps. And it was starting to build up. As it was getting closer to it, and everyone was speculating, maybe you know the Boston area for the Commonwealth. But I mean, Star like Starfield has been out there at least in the rumors and like, or at least the acknowledgement of they are making this for quite a while now. So I mean, I I, I don't want to really necessarily say like any day now, but I feel that it's coming uh, sooner than later at this point. Exactly, I I think you know, like I said. Delays always happen, especially with the situation that we're in right now. You have to look at a couple of factors. Say you've got the acquisition of Microsoft, and I'm sure they're not going to necessarily shove it out the door. At the same time, I'm sure there is going to be the, you know, camp saying we need it in the stores for the holidays. And, you know, the fact that, you're starting to see developer diaries, and I know this isn't always the case, but traditionally, you don't see developer diaries for something that's still a couple of years off. I mean, so they, they're they laying the groundwork, they're doing the marketing, and what I would say is it seems to me like you're putting out these things to keep it in the uh, conversation this would be traditionally when you drop some more news at E3 and then give us an idea. Now, you know, admittedly, they could still say, well, it would be coming in February. It's coming in March of 2023. But at least by the time it hits at um, E3, you would be able, they'd be able to say, you know, in theory, between now and Christmas of 2023, and they would at least have some kind of, you know, firm thing in place. And I think... I think that's where they're at right now. I think it's a case of that there is a tentative idea um, in the gaming community, but we're all waiting for the final word. Awesome. I'm really excited for that. And I mean, you did mention E3, but another convention uh, that is uh, pretty popular on the East Coast has branched out across many different regions. And uh, even at one point, Australia is PAX. And uh, what do you have in sort of the previews for PAX East here? Well, that is going to be really interesting. PAX East is due out in uh, April, uh, around the 24th, and takes place in Boston. And, uh, you know, a lot of speculation. We'll just call it exactly as it was last year. We had mm-hmm. PAX East Online. There was pretty much all European indie companies uh, with their games. And we've talked about this as well. PAX West had uh, pretty much a similar... Um, approach in that we didn't see the traditional big boys, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft, Capcom, go on, go on, and go on. It was basically smaller independent uh, studios. And so that is kind of where we're at right now. We've had the big question with shows coming back like WonderCon and so on and so forth, which the big studios are going to start coming back and taking part in 
the shows. And uh, the other day we found out that you're seeing a few of them. Where I'm, I'm not going to go out and say Sony's taking part. I think, you know, that that's a conversation for another time. True. We do know that Gearbox is going to be there pushing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Makes sense. You know, that's releasing right around that time. We do know that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be on hand. I've done a little bit of uh, playtime with the beta on that. So, again, bigger uh, profile title coming out. And then we've heard things about various competitions and so on that are happening. So we haven't had a list of anyone else yet. We're not at the phase yet where companies are starting to uh, contact us about setting interviews. We're still you know, just finalizing up who is going to be there covering for us. And uh, it will be interesting to see. It will be really interesting to see uh, what is on hand there and how many studios are starting to return. Because, you know, you kind of play that game of, well, it's traditionally not as big as um, PAX West in terms of all the companies being there. Mm -hmm. They have had some very major companies there in the past. People forget that this was the last major gaming show to take place before the shutdown. I mean, oh, if wow. we think back, yeah. PAX East and C2E2 carried it off, and there was all the talk that Sony had pulled out and others had pulled out. And the mayor was even saying, look, folks, we've, you know, the CDC said it is safe if we do X, Y, and Z. They pulled off the shows. There weren't any major issues, and then everything went crazy. Everything shut down. So, you know, this is essentially a real big question to see how many companies are going to be pushing people back and uh, you know, we'll go from there. It's pretty exciting just to see just, just the aspect of like, wow, the realization has been two years, but also getting back into those, seeing what's going to be going on. And again, yeah, obviously we don't know who all is going to be there, how much of a response or how much of a, uh, uh, you know, hopefully more than just indie people. But even at that point mm -hmm. in time, a lot of things have changed, and sometimes you got to work with that. And I know you're going to be on the pulse with that with your crew and all the people that uh, uh, help out with all of that so people can go and check out Skewed and Reviewed. Again, that website is sknr.net. Get all that information and more right there. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, that is Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. All right, Vicky. It's your time to shine. We got to talk Pirates and Taika Waititi, which uh, I think Taika is one of my most favorite directors. Uh, I think at this point, maybe top five. Definitely uh, top ten. You will call him by his new name, which is Daddy Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> oh, my goodness. The messages like she was sending me while Text watching messages. this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, really? I love Taika. Like, I love the he's stuff phenomenal. that he's done. He's really good. He's done a lot of stuff that is uh, based in his home uh home country of New Zealand. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that stuff too, but and obviously the director of Thor Ragnarok and he, he's Love and very Thunder good at eventually. being like very inclusive too with a lot of his works. Yeah. Uh he not only is a phenomenal director, a phenomenal actor, he and he just seems like such a silly and fun human being. Even like when I've seen behind the scenes pictures of like Thor Ragnarok and other stuff, he just seems like a genuine and cool person. Like I would Absolutely. love to be his friend. Yeah. But him in a pirate beard is something I did not know I needed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is an HBO Max show. Mm -hmm. Our flag means death, which is the pirate flag. You see the yes. skull and crossbones. That's what you mean. So what is going on with this? Okay. So apparently, according to IMDb, and I had no idea about this, and I've seen, a, like I want to say, four or five episodes at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, this is based on a true story, I guess. I did not know. Uh, it's the year 1717, and you're following 
who this really rich guy named Steed Bonnet. And he was basically a rich boy, but his dad hated him because he didn't know how to get dirty, like kill livestock and do all these other things. He just wanted to pick flowers. He was just a very frilly guy. <laughs> and he ends up going through a midlife crisis and decides to leave his cushy life along with his wife and kids to become a pirate. Bye. I'm going to go be a pirate. Peace. But think of like, you know, frilly, like I'm trying to figure out, do you guys remember in Pirates of the Caribbean, like uh, Elizabeth Swan's dad? Yeah. Like, oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe I get. Like, very proper. He, like, he loves his books, and they even make fun of him. He's like, you brought an entire library? That is so impractical. Like, <laughs> what do you do when there's a storm? He's like, ah, my books. <laughs> yeah, they go away, yeah. So I'm imagining Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> yeah, so if you can mix Bilbo Baggins with the, the Elizabeth Swan's dad, but he's actually genuinely a really nice guy, and... At the beginning of the the first episode, he talks about like, yes, I got my pirate crew. We don't really do a lot of pillaging. and uh, We're not doing like the share of the booty where you steal a bunch of stuff and you split it. He pays them each a wage. So even when there's downtime, they're still getting paid. They, they're all fed. They do, it's just It seems like he's just throwing a summer camp on a pirate ship. Fair enough. <laughs> and the pirates on the ship, they're like, we're going to kill him. You know, this isn't what we signed up for. We want to be pirates. And it's just all the shenanigans he gets himself into, mostly by accident. It, it, I, oh, it is so funny. It is so well done. And I love that they do a mix of like the British accent. But then there's some characters that have like an American accent. Uh, there, there are so many actors in this that you, that pop in that you're like, oh my god, is that Leslie Jones? Wow, is, yeah, I'm looking at this cl- on this on this cast list, and I'm just like, what? Yes, I love it because Christian Nairn, as which you may know as Hodor. Yeah, he is in this. Does he speak in this? Yes, he does. Oh, interesting. And they keep his star tattoos because in real life he's got face tattoos, yeah. and they keep those in the show too. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but uh, who's the other actor? I'm. Oh, Fred Armiston is also makes an appearance. It, Nick Kroll. I'm at the episode right now with Nick Kroll and Kristen Schaal, who <laughs> we know as uh, you know, if you've watched uh, Bob's Burgers, she plays Louise. Oh Louise. yeah, she has that very iconic voice. You're like, you immediately know who that is when you hear her voice. But she plays Antoinette, <laughs> and she was also on uh, Last Man on Earth with yes. uh, Will Will Forte. Yes, uh, but you are going to like phenomenal actors. You can tell this was like, hey, we want to do this thing, and he reached out to his buddies, like, do you guys want to be a part of it? And they're like, heck yeah, right? Like every episode seems to have like a new person, and it, it's. Utter shenanigans, even down to like some of the names of the episodes. Uh, one of the ones I can't wait to get to is The Art of Effery. Oh, oh, and probably that... not edited. <laughs> no. Probably not. But it, there's actually got a lot of real moments. There is a little bit of uh, what I call the uh, James Gunn thing with the daddy, the daddy issues. Why does everybody got to have daddy issues? I mean, he's got like growing up issues. Like he was never really meant for the life he was at. He always wanted a little bit more adventure, but he kind of got accustomed to that life. He is part of that life. He is yeah. a fancy pants, you know, aristocrat. <laughs> and you can't really take that out of him, but he wanted more out of life. And then you find out that one of the most ruthless pirates on the sea kind of wants the opposite of what he has. Oh. So huh. it's like... It's, Can it's, you be it's, a fancy pirate? Uh, and he actually, possibly? he has a nickname. He is the Gentleman Pirate. Ah, okay. ah, see, there you go. He's the Gentleman Pirate. And it's it's funny. There's sometimes they'll break into like, what do they call it? Like more 
modern terminology or mm-hmm. things like at one point like somebody's like okay see you later and he pounds it like Pound fist <laughs> just stuff like that they will break into like bro or dude sometimes it's you can't take it 100% seriously because it's it no and it's so fun. The best part about this, whether you want to binge it or not, the last episode is going to air on this Thursday, the twenty fourth. Yes. Uh, the two of uh, the two of the last ones. It looks like yep, it's ten. nine and ten. Yeah, it looks like there's ten episodes for the uh, the seasons. So uh, this is a perfect time to hop in. You can see whether or not you're down for it, and if you want to binge it, usually how Vicky goes about it, then you can binge it. Right. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys think, because this was a lot of fun. Well, Vicky, stick around, because now it's time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what is going on? So on Friday, we did talk about Joe seeing the Batman and heard mm-hmm. his review, and he obviously really enjoyed uh, the Penguin and his portrayal. Yes. And let's say probably perfectly cast. Oh, yes. Uh, I found this article... From Ranker saying 22 actors that were perfectly cast that nobody else could embody the role. Okay. Ooh. And that that's kind of why it got, got me thinking. Uh, and I'm curious to see, and this is ranging, there's a lot of like superhero type and like animated, like not animated, but like kids type shows and movies. All right. Uh, you guys give me one and uh, see if uh, it's on the list. The first one that comes to mind is Heath Ledger as the Joker. He is definitely on the list. He is number, where'd you go? And it's ranker, so it's kind Seven. of all over the place when they, because it, it's based off of people voting. Yes. So, God, I hate people. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you, I mean, some of the other ones that made it beforehand, it's, you can't blame them. All right, let's go with the obvious one. Okay. Uh, that would be uh, Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. as Tony yep. Stark. Is, uh, that is a super, yeah, I mean, that is, it. Fit, like, there's nobody else who could be him. Even if it's like another, you know, multiverse situation, I don't want a whole series or a whole bunch of him. But like if they give you like there's rumors and I don't know if it's true or what that Tom Cruise is going to make an appearance as Iron Man. Hey, I mean, it could be possible. It could just be the variant thing. And I mean, Tom Cruise has also appeared as Austin Powers in the right. uh, at the beginning of Goldmember. But that's as much as I want to <laughs> see from him. I'd want yeah. just a little bit. I don't want a oh, whole yeah. thing. Like, I, he I doesn't, agree. Maybe two lines and that's it. I don't want more. But mm-hmm. no, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark came in at number three. Ooh. Oh, good call. All right. That's all right. a good one. Oh, man. So I'm trying to think of outside of the uh, 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 of just like the whole nerd genre. These so, are all movies. Uh, just characters. Characters, okay. So yeah. it could be from movies and shows. There is uh, a lot of movies, though. I will say number one and number two. Number two is in the nerdy world. Okay. Number one, it's kind. It's like kid and nerdy, I guess ish. Mm. It's, it's kind of hard, but oh no! Don't tell me it's Tom Holland as Spider Man. No. Okay. okay. I was going to say, that's too early. Yeah, and uh, that's no. the thing. It's like, yeah, maybe he does, but I've loved all of those Spider Men, and yeah. so I don't necessarily think like. All three of them perfectly embody each Spider-Man. They have all their they, the strengths and weaknesses. I will say number two does involve a red suit. Does involve a red suit. It's not suit. Santa or Spider-Man. <laughs> it was like, what, what was it? Tim Allen as Santa and the Santa Claus? Oh, God, no. Oh, is it, uh, what's his face? Is Daredevil? No, no, Charlie I'm sorry. Cox sorry, for a second, that I thought you meant Ben Affleck's Daredevil. No. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, no. Ben Affleck is um, not going to make it on this list. But on that no. note, I am going back to comic books, but it would be um, Shane from The Walking Dead as the Punisher. Uh, oh, John he's Bernthal. A, he's a good one, but yes. that is not a red suit. I know. I agree with you on that, Come though, Come on, you're missing the obvious red suit. Red and he suit. sometimes hangs out with Spider-Man. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, it's not Daredevil? No. Red suit. Red suit. D- uh, Deadpool, Ryan Deadpool. Reynolds. Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Jeez, I'm like, that I'm took just a like, minute. I know. I'm just like, but we already, you already, 
we, you already shot down Daredevil. I don't know any other red suits. And it's no. obviously the most important red suit. And Nobody I mean, else could play Deadpool. You're absolutely correct. Even when it was the terrible version of Deadpool from, uh, uh, from Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, Origins. it still... I'm like, I was still happy that he was Wade Wilson at the beginning because yeah. he still had a mouth on him. Oh, yeah. that He was a sassy Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, do you guys want to try to guess the first one or do you want to just give me other ones? Um, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Oh, Ooh, that's a great see. one. Because I couldn't imagine other than Matt Damon. When he's uh, doing the little uh, so the little scenes acting, in between yeah. those, and those are just, I mean, for jokes and such like that, that'd be kind of that Tom Cruise sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, I feel that he should be on that list. Funny enough, uh, let me see. I'm not seeing him. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he might be further, further down the list. I'm looking up to like 20. And I loved all the Loki variants, but at mm-hmm. the same point, even with Sylvie, which I thought was an amazing character, like. I, I just like Tom Hiddleston's Loki as mm-hmm. that. You know what comes up for me? It's not superhero, but um, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. He is on the list. Oh, oh. good call! Like even in uh, the Resurrections, the yeah. the the not uh, Fishburne Morpheus. Like it was like yeah, and I get why they didn't have him in the movie because it makes sense in a derivative sort of way yep. that he's like, oh yeah, I'm a program and I'm a little bit off from the original, and it made sense, and I like that. But it also reinforced what you're saying that Lawrence Fishburne is definitely that, and he was number thirteen. Ooh, nice, John Wick mm. or Keanu is John <laughs> Wick, like John Wick as Keanu. Yes. Back and forth on that one. No, but John Malkovich as John Horatio Malkovich came in at number fourteen. Well, okay, I mean, come on. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being like like and being Malkovich, like the only person who could be Malkovich. Would be Malkovich. Yeah. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah, no, but no, uh, Keanu Reeves is not, at least not in the top 20. Boo. Oh, man. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can give you uh, a Give us a hint for the number one. He started off as a cartoon character, and when they cast him as the live action, like, there has never been a better one. It never will be. So he was, he started off. The character was a cartoon character, and then they did a live action movie. Oh, and he was it. And he's done the, like, there have been cartoons since the movie, and he has done the voice for these cartoons, for this character. So it's got to be a Batman, right? Mm-mm. No. Oh, oh man. Not, it's not a comic book movie. Oh, man. It is, but it's based off a children's show. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm stumped. Like, this is going to be one of those ones where we're just like, oh, yeah, duh. Zoinks. Oh, geez. Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Yes. Which has been absolutely 100% on target with that. Not even Literally just, like, one of the face, best. The voice, everything. He does, he's, he does that voice so good that when he was at a convention and it was a little girl like having a meltdown, he did that voice and she immediately went over to him and hugged him. Oh. Like it was one of those things where it was just like the calming effect of just that familiar voice. And he does obviously kind of look like Shaggy. But he's just been all in on that. Like, it's just adorable. I think... Oh, go ahead. I was say, it's just so wild. He also was, like, a, a horror villain. He's yeah. a horror villain. He's a massive D&D nerd. Like, he is the perfect geek. I'm just going to say it right there. I heard uh, something along the line... Like, somebody did, a like, an appreciation post for him. They're like, he has so much range because he was in, like... I always forget the first part of it. It's, like, L something... SLC Punk. SLC Salt Punk. Lake City. Which I yeah. actually did see, and... He has phenomenal range, mm-hmm. and he's a very underrated actor because you kind of think of him as the shaggy guy or the horror movie guy, but he's really, really, he's really great. Yeah. Uh, and he actually replied to that. He's like, you guys have no idea what this means to me, like to have all this appreciation come my way. Kind of along the same lines as Brendan Fraser. Oh, like yeah. Like him seeing all the support he's been getting. 
And I feel like he probably is one of those guys that suffers from imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it just makes him that much more endearing. He was recently on a Magic YouTube video for their products for Neo oh Kamigawa. God, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit, yeah, like with all of that stuff. He's a big, he's a big geek. Uh, do you guys want to run guess anymore? Or would you like me to run down? Just run them down. Run them oh, down. What about uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter? Oh, no, I don't think I saw that one, but that is a good one. That or I any, would put that any of the Harry Potter kids. I yeah. felt like mm-hmm. they like you can't really replace the the three of those ones. Like I feel like obviously they replaced Dumbledore because the guy passed away. Oh, mm-hmm. so um, and then like I mean even like Ray Fiennes Voldemort. I feel mm-hmm. that you could still kind of get away with something else on that end. But uh, like those three main, I feel that they would be oh, good. Oh, yeah. um, my favorite actor who I his name I always forget who played. Serious Black. Um, oh, oh, Gary Gar Oldman. Gary Oldman. Thank you. Yes. It, uh, so Gary Oldman is on the list as everything he has ever been casting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm like, yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, he's perfect as as Zorg in uh, Fifth oh, yes. Element. So good, yeah. He's really good as uh, he was Dracula in uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, dude, it's really good. It's super good. It's uh, yeah, number fifteen. Gary Oldman in everything. The person wrote, uh, "Go look in the mirror." It's Gary Gary playing you. He's just that good. The one thing also <laughs> that it was controversial at the time, and I've mentioned this before. But Tom Cruise as um, uh, as Lestat in uh, Interview with the Vampire, mm-hmm. really, really good. And I can't really necessarily see anybody else playing him because of how well he did it. And there was the uh, the the Queen of the Damned movie that came mm-hmm. out, which had a younger rock and roll star uh, Lestat. And the the movie's hot trash. It had a really really <laughs> good soundtrack. Um, especially if you love Jonathan Davis from right. Corn, but beyond that, the movie I have gone back recently and watched it just to see if it was, it was that like, bad. Uh, it was oh. that bad. Uh, but Tom Cruise as Lestat was a solid one for me as well. All right, number four is another one of those like this actor in everything they have ever been in, and it's Tim Curry. Dude, yeah. yeah. Tim Curry in uh, as Long John Silver in Muppet Treasure Island, That's the right. butler in Clue, yes. as uh, Dr. Frankenfurter, yeah. as the weird monster in Fern Gully. Oh, yeah, the smoke monster. Texas, or, I guess is his name. Yeah, and I would even say, other than the fact that uh, I think uh, Mr. Skarsgård um, beat him out for Pennywise. I mean, they're, like, both I think he was a, yeah. they're both great in their own, their own way. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel that he's a little bit more iconic on that end, but a lot of the Tim Curry stuff. Uh, number five is actually an entire cast of the Adams Family, but the movie between oh. Angelica Houston, yeah. uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, Raul, uh, Julia, yeah, Christina, Christina Ricci, Ricci, and then whoever played Pugsley. Right, right. Pugsley! <laughs> the poor guy. Yeah, he was fantastic, though. And then even like in the first one, it was Joan Cusack was in it. Oh, yeah, was she great. was great in that Joan as well. Joan Cusack. Joan? I think Joan. <laughs> yeah, I actually liked her. I was like, oh, okay. Right, Joan! Quick, uh, you run down the rest of the top ten. Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter for number yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Seven was Heath, Lo- Heath Ledger as the Joker. Eight is Patrick Stewart as Captain John Luke Picard. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. And even as Professor X, like I do older like, Professor X because <laughs> yeah, younger Professor X. I mean, I, yeah, McAvoy still. I it. know he did really good with that, but I still, I still really, really like Pat Stewart as yeah. uh, Pat because you know we're friends, right? Um, but I really liked him as that. Uh, number ten is Vincent D'Onofrio as Edgar, but I really think they should switch it to Kingpin. Yeah, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I like Michael Clark Duncan's King. Kingpin, but Vincent D'Onofrio just takes it up to another uh, another, another level. Lo- I know. I'm. I'm. Hopefully, this week can get my dad to binge Daredevil now that yeah! it's on Disney Plus. Do it. And until next time, stay nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>